name's Jerry McGrew. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Still as Kingdom Keeps, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Merlin, and we're going to do it a little differently this week. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing okay, Jeremy. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, real quick, let's get the... Let's 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 get paid, Chris. Let's get let's get our payment. Let's talk about patreon.com slash monster of the week where people give us money to support the show uh, and they get access to cool stuff like uh, exclusive podcasts and access to our Discord server. That's all cool. That's really great. I agree that that's pretty cool. And if you're if you were that member, you would actually know something in advance of listening to this episode because we we talked about it in the Discord. Uh, we recorded about this episode uh like four days ago mm-hmm. and uh the power went out at my house and my usual ups thing didn't kick in so i lost all of my audio and we were at yes. the very end of the podcast and i was really bummed out for the rest of the day i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i was really upset about it uh it's the first time that's ever happened to me in my podcasting career yeah uh, and i've released probably well north of six or seven hundred episodes of podcasts on various mm-hmm. <laughs> various platforms at this point so it was a bummer for me uh we we've got we've, we're going to change up our, our format a little bit so hopefully the it, it won't happen again um but that means we've already talked about the episode they were about to talk about uh which is merlin season five episode eight the hollow queen so instead of trying to reproduce our jokes um instead of me listening to chris's audio and then trying to ad lib along with him <laughs> Uh, which was up for consideration. I, like I genuinely thought, like, okay, well, this would be horrible, but maybe mm-hmm. I could get something done and like remember some points that I was making. Nope, not going to do that. Um, instead of that, we're just going to kind of genuinely talk about this episode, and we're going to try to bring up some of the salient points that we talked about the first time, and um, we're going to kind of talk about the themes and some things that are, are bothering us and things that we like. Uh, so I would expect this episode to be a little shorter than usual. Uh, and we'll probably go back to our normal routine uh, in the next episode in next week. So um, if if you're a fan of this more general format, definitely let us know because we're considering mixing some stuff up a little bit. If you like our 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 beat by beat analysis and jokes, then please let us know that too. Chris, do you have anything to add to any of that? No, um, we're yeah, we're just bringing it. We'll see how this goes. We our, our notes, I think, are both still formatted the old way, but we just want to try yeah. something new. So forgive us if you're like, why didn't you guys talk about anything that happened in this episode? <laughs> yeah. Where's well, the usual like in in minute detail to talk about? Yeah. You know how horrible uh, fucking King Arthur is. Um, what would you what's... have to make special? Uh, allowance for time to talk about toddler Arthur. Toddler Arthur get dressed on his own. But funny. I can I can hit you with the with the last time please on episode. Um last time on Merlin, manipulated by Morgana, Gwen did a full on personality shift, conspiring to poison the king and blame it on Merlin. Though the Queen took an unusual amount of glee in being evil, Merlin was able to thwart her, saving both himself and Arthur in the process. And although Merlin may have his his suspicions, it is clear that Morgana is not yet finished with her puppet queen um and then i guess so to hop into this unless you want to read the you do your usual um you know directed by written by yeah so we're we're covering uh season five episode eight the hollow queen aired on november 24th 2012 directed by alice trotton written by julian jones when merlin agrees to help a young druid boy daigle he has no choice but to leave camelot on a dangerous mission with the citadel distracted by the visit of the fearsome serum of amada it seems that no one will notice his absence which is untrue arthur definitely (laughs) notices his absence immediately as the sky darkens so do merlin's suspicions is there more to daigle than meets the eye can a man as ruthless as serum ever really be trusted well hmm 
Um, okay, so the two big the two big plot points here are the Serum, who is a rival king. Essentially, he's he's bloodthirsty. He's ruthless. He has never been a friend to Camelot, but of course, Arthur's trying to you know make peace among all the kingdoms. Um, the Serum has come to Camelot for a little a little meeting, a little handshake, a little let's see let's let's discuss our future together. Um, meanwhile. Gwen and Morgana are conspiring to use this bloodthirsty serum to assassinate Arthur. They're going to do some tricky plans, get mixed up, and have the this rival king kill Arthur. And, of course, while that's happening, now Morgana is aware that Merlin has stuck his foot in her plans just <laughs> one too many times. Uh, so the idea is let's get Merlin out of Camelot. Let's dispose of him because... I, I, Morgana is the only person who she does still doesn't know that he does magic, but she's the only person who's starting to put some respect on his name. Finally. She's like, okay, he is always a problem, so we, let's get him out of here. So um, they let in little frog boy Daigle, who pretends to be a druid. Um, he pretends to be seeking Merlin's aid. He needs Merlin to come and heal his sick sister, who uses magic and blah blah blah. So um, Merlin is taken out of Camelot, and then, of course, it turns out to be a trick. Morgana was behind it the whole time. She tries to kill Merlin. Um, she poisons him instead of just, like, stabbing him in the heart. Yeah, well, that's what <laughs> I would have his done. throat. Yeah. <laughs> she just poisons his ass, leaves him there, like, choking in the woods. Um, and then, of course, eventually, uh, Daigle, the boy who she paid to lure Merlin out here, he was touched by Merlin's kindness along their journey, and he ends up sticking around to help save Merlin. Meanwhile... The uh, Gwen has now conspired with the Sarah being like, hey, I'll give you a big old smooch on the cheek if you kill King Arthur. Uh, and they have their assassination plot. In the end, Merlin and Frogboy are able to get back in time, stop the assassin who kills the Sarah in the process. Um, but unfortunately, also Frogboy is killed during all of this. So that's the general, extremely basic, non-rehearsed outline of this episode. <laughs> yeah, um, and there's a lot of cool stuff that's happening in there. I want to, I want to take, um, I guess first off, let's talk about Merlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because there's there's several things that happens throughout this episode uh, where. Because uh, Merlin is reluctant at first to to help this child, uh, and when he tells Gaius about it, Gaius is like, "This is a real dumb idea." Um, special shout out to Gaius for just not getting out of the bed during no. that conversation. Yeah, he just stays, stays in so bed, so lazy. <laughs> well, Merlin's like, "Hey, someone snuck into the castle to tell me uh, their their desperate plea for help," um, and Gaius is like, "Oh yeah," as he just like leans up on his pillow a little bit. He's like, "That's okay." <laughs> Tell me more. If you're done, I'm gonna go back to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'm not. I don't. I'm not, I don't need to be fully awake for this conversation, do I? Um, and as you mentioned, like the what happens here is that Daigle, who's being paid off by Morgana to betray Merlin, eventually gets won over by Merlin's like basic kindness. And this is a mm-hmm. theme that I think we've seen a couple of times before, where uh, there were some confrontations with Morgana and Arthur, where he says he calls her like even you know just like uther or, or whatever and so filled with hatred and, and things like that and i just it's a it's a pretty classic and a very basic theme but just the idea that you know berlin is just by being a fucking person and camelot can just literally win the hearts and minds of its citizens is is very nice and wholesome and i dig yeah. it and it, it kind of puts into contrast how the royalty act like it's yeah merlin is he, merlin kind of does the bare minimum other than the fact that he's helping the guy he he's willing to like okay i said i didn't want to do it but i'm going to come and help you anyway because someone needs my help i'll come along that of course is great kindness uh that's the type of thing that arthur would do but the moment to moment kindness i think is what really wins him over as they're going merlin's like oh you didn't bring any food here's an apple here's this here's that he's just nice to him 
He's just nice to him. And I just feel like people in this world aren't that nice. Arthur, we know for sure Arthur is a good guy who will risk his life for any one of his subjects. But will he be nice to them? Yeah. And it's, and it's you know, that question, like, Arthur a lot of times will be nice to every, anyone and everyone that is, um, you know, it has, has pled, is it pled? What's the word? Has, has admitted fealty to him? Has committed... It's pledged. Fe- pledged fealty, fealty to him? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, maybe, you know, just strangers, not so much. Like, maybe he would just brush Stagel off or whatever, which is, you know, an access issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also really like Merlin throughout this just being really frustrated the whole time uh, because he just, he knows something is going on, but he, he's not willing to question it up until the point that Morgana basically bashes him and kicks him down the fucking cliff. <laughs> yeah. She Which just like snaps hilarious. his leg and pushes him off a cliff. And then she's like, just to make sure, here's some poison. And then as as Daigle, who comes to the rescue uh, and has to, you know, and also finds out Merlin's secret, right? Rescues Merlin, feeds him a tonic. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, they, Merlin's him in this episode. <laughs> he Capital the, H he, him. Some, some bandits run into them and they go, who are you? And he goes, I'm him. And then he, he just starts blasting people. <laughs> and we, we get to know Daigle a little bit uh, because we find out that he doesn't have a sister, but he did have a mom who was a druid and who got murdered mm-hmm. by Uther uh, or Uther's squad of fucking yeah. uh, whatever. Um, and as they race back to the castle to rescue Arthur from this assassin... Uh, Daigle loses his life in the process. He gets he gets hit in the stomach by a classic thrown dagger from an assassin. Uh, and as he laid his dying, he asks Merlin, you know, "Did I finally do something good? Did I save Arthur?" Uh, and it's and it's you can kind of you can kind of get the idea that there's like the people of this kingdom are pretty desperate for somebody to just be fucking normal to do the mm-hmm. just do the basic mm-hmm. like this dude is like everybody has always ignored me except for merlin and now i died saving merlin's bestie yeah. um, which is uh which is very very sad it's very very affecting for just a one-off character i think um and of course merlin is, is you know he has some tears about this as you might imagine yeah. um poor assassin guy just gets fucking clocked though and kills his they just team. leave him there i don't even yeah. think they clean him up they just no no leave no, him there. no they, 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 the place smells for ages my dude yeah. ages and, and if ages somebody just keeps going what is that smell <laughs> Because there was like a secret door that was not a secret door, but it was a door was unlocked to like lead up to like the balcony that looks over the council room. And that's where the assassin was. Mm-hmm. And of course, the trick was Gwen just gave him the key. But since that door is supposed to be locked, like afterwards, it was locked again and no one's gone back up there. So slowly over time, this stench has filled <laughs> the council room. Right above the round table, too. So every time people yeah. are coming in, they're like they're just constantly blaming And Arthur's Gwen. always there first. So all the other knights think it's him and they don't want to say anything. And Arthur just blames game. Gwen. He's yeah. like, oh, Gwen was in here like five seconds ago it's all yeah, him yeah. um the other the other reoccurring plot in this is just arthur being a complete hopeful dumbass uh mm-hmm. this starts when arthur realizes that merlin is gone uh, he questions gaius and gaius is like he's collecting herbs or mushrooms yeah. and arthur's like he's just he's just at the he's at the pub he's at the tavern again yeah um and there's several scenes of Arthur just being completely helpless on his own, uh, where he struggles to find his comb because Merlin didn't put it in the right spot. He struggles to put on a shirt and ask Gaius to, to help Dude, him. He sticks his arms out like a little kid. And he sticks his arms straight. He like bends over at the waist, sticks his arms out straight, just like a little child would. Uh, and then is very confused when Gaius puts Gwen's clothes on him, which is another thing. <laughs> Um, this is also the first episode I think we've seen uh, actual proof, or maybe it was the last episode. Now they're getting confused in my head. Uh, just actual proof that 
Gwen and Arthur like occasionally touch each other and yeah. bone down. Yeah. yeah. Because like they they were definitely getting romantic in the very beginning of this and Merlin was just still in the room. <laughs> like he's just hanging out in the room. That's how you know Gwen's possessed. Something's wrong with her. Something's going on. Uh but yeah, Arthur acting like basically a child throughout this whole thing, uh, while still holding on to these like wholesome ideals of, hey, I know Sarum's a bad guy. I know uh, he likes to kill his friends for fun and he's known for assassination. But, you know, if I'm going to unite the five kingdoms, I have to be at peace with everybody. Otherwise, it's just still a war is a noble ideal. I just think that maybe you should learn how to dress yourself when you're going for such, such, such lofty goals. For sure. I feel like just like one foot in front of the other, you know what I mean? One step at a time. And let's maybe start with how to put on your own shirt. And I said, I said this before. It's so weird to repeat any points that we've already spoken out loud to each other. But like, I'm sure we've seen Arthur like, put on a shirt before yes yeah but uh-huh. i still 100 percent believe that he doesn't know how i somehow i just believe it <laughs> no i mean just i mean if he did it it was by accident he fell yeah. into the shirt he right? fell into it he fell into it. he thought he was doing something else and he just kind of got confused and there boom shirts on um he's also he's still doing that thing where he is doubting himself a little bit and uh guinevere is there to kind of <laughs> just does he just doesn't believe just doesn't it's be- not that he can't so he doesn't believe that he can put a shirt on uh and th- this is put to the test a little bit too because he he has a like a sparring fight with one of serum's assassins uh, or <laughs> serum's dudes uh yeah. that, <laughs> and he loses which is one of the very few times we've seen him lose in battle uh, yeah <clears throat> and serum of, is of course very very um judgmental about this he's very condescending like oh maybe Mm -hmm. one day i'll be able to train you like i trained my guy um that kind of thing yeah so yeah Um, arthur's kind of on shaky ground throughout this whole thing because he's so desperate to unite the kingdoms he's so desperate to have all of this work Uh, i feel like he's still trying to prove that he is the king that uther was yeah and i think even putting aside how gwen is you know essentially possessed and she is betraying him throughout this uh putting that aside i think it just shows that there is still like a uh naivety to arthur that the fact that he's just he kind of he just opened his his kingdom his home his arms to this this rival bloodthirsty king without really taking any extra precautions in fact it's only gwen who says at one point like oh we don't have time to go look for merlin like we need uh, all hands on deck like we you know we need the garrison fully manned um because serum is here we got to be careful yeah. um but it doesn't seem like arthur is really taking any special precautions again i guess you can't because then that shows like that you don't trust this person that you're you're saying you want to make peace with. But it's just, you know, if it weren't for Merlin, yet again, Arthur would have found himself in a pretty uh, sticky situation. Because just because Gwen is the one who instigated this betrayal doesn't mean that Sarah wouldn't have pulled something either here or further down the line if he just decided he didn't like Arthur. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think we, we, we have to talk about Gwen in this episode, too. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm pretty frustrated still uh, by Gwen's adherence to being either brainwashed or just under Borgana's control or whatever we want to call it, or mm-hmm. just, you know, having been broken and then, you know, uh, you know, Stockholm syndrome, whatever you want to call this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just a, there's a series of events in this where uh, Guinevere is very, very charming and very nice. And we just all know that it's fake. Uh, we learn some history here as Arthur and Sarum and Guinevere sit down to a feast that night when Sarum arrives. Sarum tells them about his time as a keeping Morgana imprisoned. Yeah, we finally get Morgana's backstory. Like what happened in what those happened years in those between seasons four. Uh, and it's and it's horrifying. He kept them at the bottom of a of a pit. Uh, the dragon uh, that we've seen her with, whose name is always escapes me, uh, 
was trying yeah was trying to grow in this pit and of course couldn't fit so he grew grew all broken and and bent um which is like we've seen this dragon before and you know it's it's a fucked up little gremlin dude i mean listen it's a fucked (laughs) up little guy it's a fucked up little guy i mean i I like fucked up little guys just just like i like normal little guys uh and this is a fucked up little guy poor little dude uh there's a reason people like three-legged dogs and it's the same vibe (laughs) this this concept is it's pretty it's pretty hardcore like they kept a witch and her dragon at the bottom of a will for two years yeah like that's i just feel like personally if you do that to a witch you have only made her more powerful (laughs) yeah it doesn't seem like a good a good thing to like i I would never bottom of a well of all things yeah i don't want to make a witch mad that's like on the the opposite the thing of of anything that i would ever want to do um and yeah you know as gwen hears this she races to the forest and hugs morgana with tears in her eyes uh, because she she knows how much morgana has suffered See, that makes more sense to me this angle of gwen makes more sense where if she is sort of brainwashed i guess to the point of thinking that morgana is her only true ally and she's willing to do anything to help her even if it means hurting these other people who she's now sort of been tricked into believing are her enemies um We've complained already, but the 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 sort of glee that she kind of takes with this new persona is just a little much. She's acting so much like Morgana that I wish they had been able to find kind of a middle ground somewhere where she's still Gwen, but her allegiances have changed, and she just feels like she has to do these things. It's for the greater good, even though it hurts her to to hurt these people who she's has history with. But she still has to go through with it in order to you know really help out Morgana and do what's right in the end because she's now misguided rather than just oh I'm kind of evil now, aren't I? <laughs> and I. I like it yeah. yeah and it is again it is fun to i've said this but it's fun to see gwen and morgana being evil together it's like it's almost like the like a what if fan fiction type of thing um but it's just out of character for gwen um and, 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 it's, it, it, and it's supposed weird. to be right like yeah. it's supposed to be like this this person was manipulated to be out of their normal character um but it's this has been like four episodes now and you just get the feeling like nobody in the writer's room really knows how to come to make this a satisfactory conclusion or how to come out of this because like gwen has cold-blooded murdered somebody um murdered our boy samuel tarley in the last episode and this oh, episode right. she she just it's it, it's not subtle at all she literally tells an opposing king like i want you to kill my husband and if you do that i'll give you a third of camelot's lands like straight up just says that and you're just like man like not only are we is she a completely different person she's also dumb as a box of fucking hammers <laughs> yeah. like yeah. yeah you could literally like just i mean if it wasn't you could just get caught doing this at this point you know what i'm saying like it's just not also, a good what's plan. gonna protect you she keeps saying like oh the knights will protect me like arthur's their leader and i know i'm sure they would still be loyal to gwen but like if you kill your king camelot's in huge trouble because you didn't give camelot an heir yeah exactly um and yeah i I just it's it's just one of these frustrating things that is i just kind of hope that it's resolved in the in the next episode because i'm it we're we're, as we know as everyone knows we're in the last season um we we need to be doing more last season kind of stuff like i want Mm -hmm. a big epic plot um that you know i need a big villain um, they've teased this Marjorie thing. They've and Morgana is obviously a, a present and you know actively trying to tear Camelot down. But it doesn't feel like there's no real big threat yet. Yeah, and I'm, I mean Mordred's barely been in this season. Yeah, yeah, and you would think that he would be the big threat, right? Like it can't can't mm-hmm. just possibly be just a like a feint to to fuck Merlin up, right? There's no way. Right. No, um, the enemy still doesn't know that Merlin has magic. 
His allies still don't know that he has magic. I do like that in this episode, he kind of just like, even after finding out, or maybe it was before he finds out that the Druid boy isn't a Druid boy, um, he's just sort of like, okay, I'm just going to flex my magic a little bit. Like, I'm out here. I'm already in this situation. I'm just fucking going for it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. Like, he, he's, he, he's just doing the thing. It would have um, been really fascinating if morgana had found out in this episode but then thinks that she kills him um i'm i mean i know morgana is going to find out at some point i'm sure she will and i'm very curious to see what that's going to be like um i'm uh, curious well, to see how anyone will react to finding out about merlin's magic i need, I need everybody to know i yeah, want him to just yeah. like walk down the street and i want to get it. one of those like reaction videos on youtube where it, just a bunch of different cameras reacting to <laughs> one scene of him of him doing it <laughs> That would actually be a pretty hilarious. Like if he could, if we could make it happen, just like like we we do a video where he uses his magic or something, then we just cut to shocked expressions to, from everybody else from different episodes. <gasps> and then Gwen just like two thumbs up, like yeah, bro. Yeah, Gwen just being like, I knew it, I fucking knew it, I've been saying it. Everyone's like, no, you haven't, Gwen. Um, the other thing that happens in this episode with, with Gwen is that um, she she actively lies to people who know that she is lying, uh, but oh, yeah. they can't actually say anything against it without revealing something about themselves. And this happens twice. Uh, once with Gaius, when Gaius, again, is getting concerned that Merlin has been gone for so long, and Gwen has already said, like, no, we don't want to leave the kingdom in unexposed or anything. Um, she says, Gaius comes in and is like, hey, we, we need to find Merlin. Uh, and she says, oh, I didn't want to tell anybody, uh, but he has a girlfriend, and that's who he's been, uh, that's the reason that he's away. Uh, which is a hilarious thing of its own. Of course, Gaius can't say anything. And this comes up at the end of the episode after the assassination attempt when Arthur just immediately after you know Merlin finishes serving them dinner is like, tell me about this girl. And he yeah, can't yeah. say anything because it, what he was actually doing is much more complicated to explain than what he, you know, what than this just this girl. And it creates this really frustrating tension for me where like the audience knows this is wrong. Like everybody but Arthur knows that this is this is not true. And it's just like can we get past this already? Like what tension yeah. are you building to right now? Like that doesn't, it, we and that's the thing is there doesn't it. feel like there's any tension between Arthur and Gwen. I think that would be one thing and maybe they'll address it in the next episode where Arthur seems totally oblivious that anything is wrong. The only one who suspects anything is Merlin and Gaius, I guess. Um, but there's just, I mean, maybe that is the tension. The fact that Arthur doesn't notice anything, that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest hurdle to overcome. Because how is he ever going to believe that his, you know, his wife, his beloved, this woman he lost once, who he never wants to lose again, uh, how is he ever going to believe that she has turned against him? Yeah. Um, that's, I guess that is the tension there. But it's still, I don't know why. I don't necessarily, like, when bad things happen in, in um, a show, you know, there's, there's danger. Like, I'm not, like, worried that, like, everybody's not all happy and lovely. Um, I just, for some reason, am totally sick of this plot line. Yeah. And maybe because it doesn't feel like it's endgame. If this was, like, the last three episodes and it's, like, it's the final battle is about to come and Gwen has been turned. How are we going to save her before the end? How are we going to wrap up the show and set things right before it all ends? But this is far enough out that I just feel like it is going to be resolved before the final battle. Um, and that makes it feel like it's sort of just, like, we're spinning our wheels here. Um, you know, I've been listening to uh, a podcast called Carrying Wayward, our, our friends in the in the Supernatural podcast mm -hmm. universe. Uh, they're on season six of Supernatural. And so the there's two hosts one who has seen everything and one who is experiencing supernatural for the first time um and that first few episodes of season six is there's something wrong with sam and the host was 
that does it that has drew who has not seen the show was saying like i know that this is all going to come out um but i'm just like just tell me like this stretching that it feels like we're stretching this out for like basically no purpose and i kind of feel like that's what's happening with gwen as well where it just feels like they created this plot point because it's like oh something to do with this character and -hmm. it's not actually something to do with the character (laughs) like you're not gwen's not actively like I don't know. You're not making any kind of character growth. You're just, you just assigned her this role and now she's yeah. different than she was before. And presumably you're either going to fix her or kill her at the end of it. So that's not like something that the character can do. And I, I find that's why I find it really, really frustrating. Yeah. Um, because I mean, as much as it's fun to see her get to, to play around in this, this new role, essentially it is still, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Normally I feel like I'm just sort of fine with whatever the, the show does and I just kind of roll with it. And every once in a while, we get an episode where we're like, eh, okay, not not my favorite. But yeah, this is the first plot line that I feel like I'm kind of just like, ah, I'm really over this. Um, I don't know. Like, I just feel like, I mean, armchair quarterbacking, it doesn't help anybody. But it just feels like there's a few different ways we could have gone about this. Um, where, I don't know. Even if she, she sort of has this this like brainwash thing in the back of her head and doesn't know it. And then the time will come for this climactic face off with Morgana and Gwen will do something unexpected to help her, even though she doesn't even like mean to, it's just, I don't know. Um, because I think the fact that those two had a previous relationship and a previous friendship could have been really interesting. Although I think Morgana kind of burnt that bridge a long time ago because she was so overtly cruel to Gwen so many times yeah, and like absolutely. kept exactly. trying to have her burned at the stake and all sorts of stuff. Um, and of course, you can you can never predict when you're writing a season two of a show how things are going to run uh, turn out in a season five. But I wish that they could have done more with that friendship um, and kept that as like the one thing that Morgana like had a hard time giving up or something. I don't know. Um, but we had to make her into the ultra villain and, and yep. um, irredeemable, even though they constantly like they'll do things that make you feel bad for Morgana. And she gets like emotional about stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I kind of support you. But then I remember you just like burning crops and killing villagers and like you don't give a shit about anything. Like it's, what's going on? It's a balancing act. And I think that's the frustrating thing about uh, the show's treatment of Morgana is that she could have been a world-class villainess where she mm-hmm. is sympathetic. She's fighting for a good cause and doing, doing dirt to get there. Right. Like yeah. her goal as it set out, was like, Oh, I'm like, she said a couple of times, like I want to like be the king queen of Quint Camelot and I'm going to let magic be in the land. But that's literally like now her goal is like, I have to destroy Arthur and destroy Camelot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, she's slowly, but surely gotten corrupted and they haven't even really done the, like with greater power comes that, cor- that possibility for corruption thing, because all we know is that she's getting more powerful. Like, right. Like we haven't really seen her sacrifice things for, well, I guess we've seen her sacrifice her sister and some other stuff. So maybe, I don't know. It does come off as like a little hammy. Like I kind of mm-hmm. wish she was just like, you know, I, Arthur needs to die, but Camelot needs to be a magical kingdom under my rule. Like, and mm-hmm. and we will never let this kind of anti magic thing come in again. Um, like, you could you could have fun with that, I think, but unfortunately, like they 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 just don't quite get there as of yet. Um, but overall, I, I really like this episode. I feel like we're 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 bashing it a lot, but it's just because yeah, I no, have, no, it's. You- the the moment to moment of is is exciting you know there's you know these plots are unfolding you know that merlin's going to save the day but they put you at a point where you just keep thinking how is he going to get there how is he (laughs) how is he going to make it in time how are we going to resolve this how is gwen going to get away with it because she does indeed um but merlin still saves the day 
um, yeah, I think in a perfect world, we would have gotten um, a stronger character arc for Morgana over time. Not that they did a terrible, terrible job, but they, again, they dive headfirst into the evil thing. Um, it's like it's Game of Thrones. They could have built up, I won't say the name of the character, but they could have built up a really good villain yep. that was never a villain until the very end of the story where it's suddenly it's like, well, our ideals and our goals are so opposed to one another that we have to face off. And then it's not really a villain. It's just an antagonist. Instead of being the last three episodes, this person's just crazy and evil now i guess um but i think that if built up in a again they didn't have the time this is a show about merlin and arthur has the name of the show is merlin um and i think in order to make it seem that the the stakes are really high for for merlin if without morgana arthur has no real reason to continue hating magic um because all those threats that we had like every other episode back in seasons like one through three he's not really under siege by magic all the time he's under siege by morgana who but all these other people just hated uther now if that was all said and done and morgana wasn't evil she was just still chilling at court there would be no reason why my arthur over time couldn't just be like yes you know i do accept magic and then morgana reveals it hey bro I know magic. I'm I'm your sis. I'm not evil, right? We're cool. We can we can forgive and forget. We can move on. We can change things. Um, but having a powerful opposing force who uses magic means that Arthur's never going to be able to truly just accept things as they are or accept magic and accept it back into Camelot. So Merlin always has that strife and that yep. struggle. Um, because well, you know, if, if a, the evil was not magic, then like what would be the problem? <laughs> I, I made this point in our in the lost recording, um, but there's a moment where after Daigle um, revives Merlin, um, and they are struggling to get to Camelot pretty quickly, and they have to stop so that they can because Merlin has hurt his leg, and Daigle's like, "Hey, I gotta fix this." And this is after Merlin has revealed his magic to Daigle. He took down the, all of the bandits, and. Um, Diggle is like, who who knows? Like, surely, you know, does anybody know? He's like, no, nobody knows, especially Arthur. If Arthur found out, he would probably kill me. And Daigle's like, wow, that fucking sucks. And Merlin yeah. is like, no, 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 no. I believe him in his heart. He's a he's a good guy. And he he will he will, you know, bring power to the land. And I made this joke and I hate to like repeat myself. It feels so weird. But um it made me feel like that Arthur was like the Donald Trump of Camelot. Beca- oh yeah because like it's just like he's like this magic power that everybody believes in and it will make things right and everybody just ignores the mistakes that he's making along the way and he's got s- somebody puppeting him in the background aka merlin like mm-hmm. inventing all of the stuff that he has done <laughs> so like for merlin to completely have bought into all of this fake news hype that he himself has built is really frustrating yeah. um and I, I you know it's a it's a serialized show that's over a decade old so i'm not i'm not taking the piss out of it too much i just i it, it, it just, I just like, I feel like the show is probably, it's like maybe 10% short of like one of the greatest shows of all time, <laughs> if that's not a ridiculous yeah. statement. And I just want it to be better. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, again, in a perfect world, we, um, it, it would have all made more sense, but yeah. go season to season. You just try to build with the characters, with the, with the foundations that you have. And I think what we do get from Merlin is, is always really good. It's just now at the end, as we prepare for the end, we start to expect a little bit more, I think, yeah. and we, we start to, you know, and I don't know if the show is going to be like Supernatural, where it's like, it's the final season, and still three episodes from the end, we're doing a random Monster, Monster of the Week spinoff we... episode. <laughs> like, which we just couldn't seem to fucking nail it down, even this close to the end. <laughs> um, I think I'm, I'm out of stuff to say about this episode, so I, mm-hmm. I feel like we could pretty much call it here. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we, we leave it to the audience? Um, no, I think I think we've covered just about everything. Um, okay. 
so I guess listener, let us know what you think of this format. Yeah. This was we try this is us trying this format without preparing for this format. <laughs> yeah, we were taken unaware. So if we actually prepare for the format, maybe it could be a little bit more organized. But I think it is it is kind of fun to just be able to just openly discuss the episode. Yeah, um, without going beat by beat. I, I yeah. agree. Um let us know. You can uh the easiest way to let us know is by giving us money at patreon.com slash monster of the week. That tells us that you liked it. <laughs> um you could also uh follow us on various social medias at I think it's his kingdom keeps on Twitter is where we are. Um come check uh us out and do all of that stuff ratings reviews telling your friends all of that stuff remains super super helpful uh just a heads up chris and i spent about 15 minutes talking about uh the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom in the outtakes so if you were not interested in that or you were trying to remain as spoiler free as possible then you shouldn't listen to those 15 minutes um but if you're a zelda fucking addict like we are right now then you should probably listen to it because it's a lot of fun you're probably further than i am so uh and that's it thank you everybody for listening we'll be back soon Bye. Bye, everyone. set up to record both sides as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i i don't know if you know this there's a there's a zelda game out so i haven't uh-huh, that uh-huh. research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, f- I figure out how to dupe diamonds so i'm just buying everything that Yo, i can possibly what? get my hands on i you know i don't think i've really bought much yet i bought the hood from the town the first one uh what's the name of that town <laughs> the lookout, the lookout. Yeah. Look out landing. There we go. There we go. I don't know what the fuck anything's called. <laughs> um, me either. I just wrapped up the mayor quest and had to know. Okay. I was having so much fun doing that. I texted you. I said, this reminds me of Morrowind. At the beginning of Morrowind, you get off the boat and you're just in this one village. And you can go off and do whatever you want. But there's so many little avenues. It's the most densely packed part of that game, I think. Because it's like, every player will come here. So let's really make this... Um, shine and that's what that village felt like it just there were so many things and i just decided to do everything there's like the the two people part of the mayoral quest where you can like follow them at night to see what they're up to um there's the guy who's like obsessed with the girl who works at the shop and you can find like lizards to give her as a gift for him there's just all these little things that you can do in this town and for some reason i just like sort of really vibing it i was in the i was in the moment for that it was it was like 10 o'clock at night i had all the lights off and i was just vibing in this village having a grand old time (laughs) it's the most relaxing village i think so far Mm. like uh kakiro um 
is a is a little bit more of a I don't know why like I don't I don't know why I don't like it as much but this it just seems like every especially now that they've added the fashion part of it like oh I'm just going mm-hmm. I'm here for the for the fresh produce and the fresh threads and that's yeah. that's I'm going to yeah. have a great time. Yeah. Did you get um, the uh, you get the reward for that quest? The hat, yeah, yeah absolutely. Th- that uh, thing was out of control. And then you can go and talk to her with your hood on, and she'll be like, "Do you want me to take your hood off for you?" I said, "Yeah, <laughs> let me see Link's little ponytail." I I'm a, I'm a little conflicted. Because I, you know, I think Link's look is cool. That's mm-hmm. fine. Do your thing, bro. But when he was kind of rocking the mullet, you know, it's pretty nice, man. <laughs> but you can't nice. rock the mullet with most outfits. It's only when you wear that one outfit, or if you take all of his clothes off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he does have. You can find like a hairband somewhere, and I've been I've been using that a lot. Um, just to just to because it's just like it's just his face. Um, gotcha. And then there's lots of fashion down under. Like if you go under, I gotta find that this down under fashion. Um, I know that if you trade in some pose, you can get the the dark tunic. Yeah, be yeah dark yeah. link, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. You can. Be, I've, I've, I, that was one of the first things I did when I found out that you could buy the dark tunic, and I was like, oh, I'm exploring the fuck out of the depths. If this yeah, is gonna be a yeah. fashion thing, like, and that's when I started really going crazy in the depths. Um, but yeah, you, you can find some cool fashion. You'll find maps. Um, in the overworld uh-huh. that will lead you to the fashion in the underworld so that's kind of oh, helpful okay. but you, you can find okay. it you, you can find it just without the maps and if you find the map it'll be like oh you've already found this <laughs> it's like oh okay I cool see. <laughs> i see i for a long time i was really just plain and simple because i got the i think i already said this the twilight princess uh tunic or the orc ocarina of time well, it was one of those. It was just a green fucking link ass tunic yeah. that I just was wearing for a while because I'm like, hey, I look like Link now. <laughs> I, f- <laughs> I look I like found, green Link. <laughs> I found the tunic of wind uh, from Wind Waker, which is very nice. And I found oh. the, both the uh, the tunic and the trousers of time. So I've been yeah. rocking the Ocarina of Time outfit for a while. Uh, but I just found Did you just find those in the game? Yeah, yeah, just found them. Like, oh, no, okay, because no I use the amiibo. I cheated with the amiibo. Oh, see, I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I, um,. I fa- I dug all my amiibos out a couple months ago when Fire Emblem came out because I didn't like the way that my man was dressed and I heard that you could get like Marth's outfit or whatever. Um, but my Marth amiibo that I bought probably ten years ago at this point was the Japanese version, which does, is not compatible. So oh, I had no. dug all these things out and then never fucking used them. Never, never um, used it. <laughs> I um, what was I about to say? Uh, oh, I found the I found climbing gear. recently uh so that is going to become my i gotta go diet i like the blue on it um and then and and he's all ripped up like his arms are exposed i love it he's showing off them seps you know what i'm saying gotta show off the seps did you find Uh, the uh or did you get the frog stuff no i haven't seen any of the frog stuff yet so you can get those for doing like newspaper um quests Uh, oh no wait i did i did i did see that she had that and then i just haven't done any of that for climbing in the rain yeah. What could be more clutch than that? Dude, um, I am so upset because like you can make the like slip resistant potions or whatever mm. and they just don't work. Like I was yeah. I would I like took one and I because I had to get up this mountain or whatever and I, I still I slipped around everywhere. It was fucking it's shit, so annoying. dude. It's so fucking annoying. That's what I decided I was just going to I wandered a lot this weekend and I don't know what I accomplished. I don't recall if I accomplished it, but I played a lot. Um and now I'm finally like okay, I need to I want to finish all the the main quest markers. To try and get you know the the bonuses because I know you get a, a little a bonus helper mm-hmm. for each one of those dungeons you complete. So I'm like, all right, I'm back on that grind because I feel like some of that stuff could be pretty useful. 
Yeah, I'd, I've only done one of those still. Like, I spent all day today and all day yesterday just roaming around and getting into some shit. Just, you know, I, it's it just it's back to Breath of the Wild, man, where, like, it's you, know, you could do all of that plot stuff if you want to, or you could just go on a little adventure. And then a little mm-hmm. adventure could be, like, rigging the results of a mayoral election yes. in a small town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter what the adventure is. Just, it could be literally anything you want it to be. Yeah. I found a uh, a message in a bottle on the beach. Oh, um, and it was, uh, it sent me on a little quest. So I had to build a little machine. I boated for a while. <laughs> I went for a long time, uh, found the person that sent the message, like fixed that. And as I was leaving, I was like, Man, there's an island over there. That's weird. Let's go. Uh-huh. Just let's go to the island. And it was surprise, surprise, a Ventide Island from the first game, Oh, uh, which is now a totally different, like, like before that was a, uh, like a, kind of like a hard challenge mode where they mm-hmm. stripped you of all your weapons and gear and you kind of had to scavenge to beat all of the enemies. This time it's different um, and there's different things to do. But it also had a chasm leading to the underworld uh, where leading to the depths. Uh, and it's a special section of the depths that you can't get to except but from Eventide Island. Oh. It's blocked off from everything else and there was some neat stuff down there. So I'll just... I just had a really good time. Like I didn't do anything. Like I just, yeah. you know, I just I made a boat. I boated around for a while. I, I beat up on some stuff, and I just, you know, did did a bunch of random shit. Uh, and then I finally like went back in to the home place and upgraded my batteries and my Korok seeds and my uh, spent all my spirit balls or whatever. Um, so now I've got like four batteries when I when I use the machine. I need to look into like because I you know those those gotcha machines. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know how to use them. Oh, they, I, the if you go up to the sky, they tell you. But if you drop the um, soldier horns that you get, the construct horns, uh, uh, if you drop those in there, you will, they will spit out gumballs. Because they definitely did tell me, but I forgot. You, yeah. you have to download a lot of information at the beginning of the game. It's a they. they I mean, they put like four brand new powers onto you, and it's yeah. it's insane. I beat a boss uh, using the uh, reverse, using the recall the other day oh really yeah yeah i was uh like i was he was doing something weird and i was like i don't know what i'm supposed to do um and i started using um the um telekinetic ability whose name i forget ultra hand just to pull Mm. stuff away from him and that was working um and then i was like oh wait let me try this and i'd use the recall in a certain way and i just went right to his weak spot and And it was felt so satisfying dude it felt really really good game's fucking limitless i started using this thing i don't want to i don't want to i have a very powerful ally to help me yeah. which gives me a boost. Sometimes it causes things to catch on fire. Okay. And of course, you know, if you catch enough on fire, it creates that little gust of wind. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I would use this power, do some damage, then I would fly up into the air and then just shoot an arrow in slow-mo and be able to hit the enemy's weak point. Um, and it was one of those things that just felt fucking rad every time I did it. Um, I've been using fire a lot out in the fields. Like, once you get up in the sky above shit, it can't do anything to you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's and if you um, there's some really cool stuff you can do too. Like if you if there's fire on the ground already, like if you toss uh, I think it's a hillion acorn at it or something, um, or a pine cone, it'll like mm. create a huge burst of fire. Oh shit! So then you can zoom way up in the air, which I've been using to like scale stuff and everything. Um, but you can also like if you're just trying to get a little high, like tie one of those octo balloons to your shield, bro. <laughs> you can just float uh, up in the space. I tied a, I tied a rocket to my shield for yeah, the first time recently. That's fun. And I went to the fucking moon. 
<laughs> it's so. <laughs> there I was, was like, oh, I guess we just fly now. <laughs> there was a shrine that just, like showed me how to do that, and I was like, and they they set it up so perfectly because you're like, what am I doing? Like, and it and it wants oh, you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then it, you hit the button, and then you just zoom into space, and I was like, this is fucking fantastic. Uh, I did that with um one of the hot air balloons. Uh, mm. so like that can, if you're trying to go real, real high on a hot air balloon, like toss some rockets to it. Cause it'll zoom you up and then the fire will just keep you up in the air and not spend ah. a lot of your batteries. So, so many um, tricks. I've been experimenting with vehicles and, and, and flying bicycles and stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So. Yeah. I feel like I'm finally starting to really, truly like get the hang of everything yeah, and, and same. I'm not bouncing off of everything and dying in one hit. Um, Dying in one hit is still somewhat of an issue. Even though I have a pretty decent amount of hearts, every once in a while something will just like catch you from behind and you're, you're fucking toast. I went to, um, I have eight hearts, uh, and I had a had a little quest to go into Hyrule Castle um, to get something that a friend bought me, and I was very excited about it. So I did it immediately. Um, I had, it was an adventure getting to the castle uh, because like I set up, I was so annoyed. Like I built a plane, it had a little control knob, it had three fans, mm. I set it up perfectly. And then um, I was going to use the trick where you do like ultra hand to lift the plane up uh-huh. and then set it back down. And then you recall it to get yourself extra lift. And then you activate it at the top at yeah. the recall. And I was like so happy. And then somehow I fell off the plane. Oh, no. So the plane veers to the right and just disappears forever. And I'm floating. And I was just like, fuck it. I've got stamina potion. So I just yeah. floated yeah, all just, of the way. Just, to, up, just float. <laughs> yeah. Floated all the way to the castle. Um, there is some crazy shit in the castle. There's some crazy shit underneath the castle. And oh. I was doing real. I came into this boss encounter thought I was killing it. I had like seven real hearts and like 13 yellow hearts, like temporary Ooh. hearts. Um, and I was feeling like a boss, dude. I was feeling like I was never going to die. And this dude hit me once and I took away all of my health. Yeah, and I was just like, crumples you. I'm not fighting that guy right now. I'm going to wait till I it, upgrade all of my armor. Yeah, it makes you realize like, oh, I have a long way to go to upgrade all my armor, which I finally did yesterday. I finally talked to a fairy, but I, I could have... only, I didn't, wasn't expecting it. And so I could only upgrade like some really random stuff like my snow pants and my rubber turtleneck (laughs) (laughs) i um i have yet to find a fairy but i'm just like everybody else is so horny in this game i'm the the great fairies i'm gonna have they're pretty intense mute the volume for (laughs) Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy so they're um you should look into doing some of those newspaper quests yeah i I did one i don't want to spoil it but i it's a challenge where you have to go into a situation with nothing they take all your clothes and weapons Mm -hmm. um and it only took me two tries to finally like get through that but it was actually extremely fun it felt like a survival game like okay gather what you can as fast as you can and and then deal with this situation as quickly as possible as efficiently as possible so that you don't get uh messed up real quick it was it was a cool encounter I've seen several shrines that do that, um, and I'm all, and I'm always having fun with those. Those are yeah. those are a great time. Uh, it's just the game's too much fun, dude. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm just on the cusp of like, because uh, all of the gotcha machines that are in the game, like I'm I'm realizing that like, oh, there's like if you go into the map, you can look at them and they tell you what they have. So like, oh, I can just go here and get stuff that I want for whatever crazy machine yeah. that I want to do or, or whatever. Um, and also just. Going going south, like and getting schemas, I think that's going to be a huge thing. I found a schema the other day that I was like, "What in the fuck did y'all make this for? And why uh-huh. are you giving uh-huh. it to me? Uh-huh. <laughs> like this seems like a death trap, and I can't wait to build it." It's um, it's been a, it's been a, this has been a wild couple of months for gamers. I um, 
play, I'm playing Breath, no, whatever it's called, Tears of the Kingdom. Just before this, played the new Star Wars. Just before that, played the new Resident Evil. I don't play a lot of like new big games, so it's been it's been a wild ride to see. I was like, oh yeah, video games are kind of fucking sick. Yeah. Um, uh, before this, I was it was Jedi Survivor, then I had just played nothing but uh, Slay the Spire for months mm, and months and months yeah. and months. So I'm glad video games are back, and I'm not just playing like a five year old card game anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Because I just play all these JRPGs, and like, yeah, I'm all oh, the next new Trails game. I'm so excited to play it. It came out in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Let's, yeah, um, and the next month is, is Resident Evil, or not Resident Evil, uh, Final Fantasy 16. So. Yeah, I doubt, I doubt I'm going to. I never played 15, yeah. so I'm not going to. It's okay. You didn't miss anything. Not going not gonna to jump into it. Um, how do you want to handle this episode? I don't know. Do you want to try and uh, try and kind of just like wiggle? Or, I don't know. Do you want to you try the new format? Yeah, so like what? How do you, how do you how do you envision the new format? Help me. I out, don't know. I think okay. we just so we we go in. Mm-hmm. We can still do like the the usual intro. We'll do the road so far, whatever, and then we just start just talking more broadly. I don't know. We have okay. such a rhythm that it's hard to like not do that. Yeah. Maybe we just do like a synopsis of it and then like break down the the two um, sides of the A and B of the one. And Merlin is out here to Arthur's back there, and there's a there's a new king in town who's gonna assassinate. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's uh, let's just I guess let's just wing it and then yeah. we can see how this goes. And if it's a shorter episode, that's fine. We'll explain like what happened. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I genuinely meant to do a little bit more preparation on like a new format. And then um, again, I don't know if you know this, but there's a new Zelda game out. There's a new Zelda. It's it's tough. We can't start anything new. Thankfully, we aren't finishing Merlin right now. Like we still got a few more weeks on us. Because if we were trying to start a new thing with Zelda, that would be, uh, be too hard. It'd be, it'd be too hard. <laughs> I wouldn't have the patience. Like, give us a month. <laughs> Already, I was just like, I'm tired of talking to you about Zelda. I want to go play Zelda now. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's yeah, cut, yeah, this, yeah, cut yeah. these outtakes and go. Merlin. 